Josh and Kaylee Kaiser here with us uh, on our debut podcast since our brief hiatus. It's only been five months. It's only been five months. It's only been five months. Yeah. Um, But I'm interested, I mean, just right out of the gate, how did you guys get into tattooing in the first place? So I was the first one of the two of us to get into it. Um, I pretty much wanted to get into tattooing since probably around eight or nine years old. Um, Really? Yeah, I feel like that was like the age that I kind of understood what tattoos actually were. Do you have like an uncle that was no. covered tattoos? Or I mean, like no, I mean like I, I put on I would put on like the little um, little temporary tattoos and whatnot. But like oh, okay, the, yeah, the little the stick I, on. Pads. Yeah, the idea to me that like that, that people had tattoos that just like would never go away it was like super rad. Really? Um, yeah. And I was raised in a Christian household, and tattoos were frowned upon. Though, like, I mean, my parents were a little more lenient on things than a lot of like really fundamentalist. Christian parents would be. Sure. Um, well, growing yeah. up in Alabama, I mean. Yeah, and they never, like, stifled, like, you know, my desire to do artistic stuff. So, like, from the get-go, I was always wanting to get into some some form of art, but I just kept finding myself being drawn more towards tattooing. And then TV shows like Miami Inc. started coming out, and that was really sure. what, like, kind of kept me hooked on it. Um, so where did you grow up? Mobile, Alabama. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, cool. I mean, at what age... What, how old can you start? Can you apprentice like a certain age? Or like, in there. That's what I'm saying. Like, let's say you're a really talented, like 13 year old. Could there you, you actually start? Ezra the shark. He was, I think, seven when he did his first tattoo. Who? Um, what? His name's Ezra the shark. He's a famous. Uh, his parents are famous tattooers. I'm not exactly sure, but um, I think it's Ezra the shark. But he was like seven when he did his first, and his parents are also tattoo artists. So, well, I guess um, if you're raised in that environment, that's yeah, cool. there's not so, necessarily like um, a youngest age that you can really like do a tattoo. Like you could give a toddler a machine. Well, I've seen scribble on you. Yeah, like, yeah, I've actually seen that. I think, um, but to legally, and that's just like for you know, if you're doing it on your your parents or sure. You know, some family member, but to legally tattoo an actual like paying client, you have to be eighteen or older. Okay. Um, I guess that's piercing and all that. Too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would imagine to be a piercer as well, you have to be eighteen or older, and then of course to to get any sort of body modification without legal consent or without parental consent would be eighteen is the legal age. And in Alabama, there actually isn't that I know of a minimum age for parental consent. Most people just kind of cap it at like 16, maybe 15, depending on what it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've tried to search through the Alabama legislation to see if they've actually put a number on what the youngest you can get tattooed is, and I don't think they did. Really? Yeah. What what would be your like if some if I brought like an eight year old? Like no 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 no. Like, no, no I guess that's no, just sort of. Is the get their ears pierced. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay, I don't tattoo minors. It's a pain in the ass. And have you ever done that? Yeah, like uh, when I was starting out, you know, I was I was tattooing a lot of the walk ins that came into the shop. So if a sixteen year old came in and wanted a Bible verse or something, I was pretty much the one doing it. Um, okay, I've never had. I don't think um, not that I can remember. I've never had a bad. Like anything that came to bite me in the ass when it came to, you know, like tattooing a minor. Okay. You know, so you'll you'll hear stories about you know, 
people that aren't the actual legal guardians will come in and impose as the legal guardian and you know people get negligent and don't check and that can cause some legal issues but for me like we've always been really strict about making sure either this is the legal guardian or like the parent or it's like their actual like legal guardian it's not just like crazy uncle bob <laughs> yeah you get babysitting for the weekend someone's older sister trying to pose as their mom once it's like 21 and 18 there are no 16 i think and i was like are you his Mom, because you're 21. This doesn't this add up. Yeah. Yeah, people think, you know, if if their sibling is 18 and they're not, they, the sibling can sign for them. And that might fly at, like, the piercing pagoda, but it's not going to fly in a tattoo right. shop. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. so. so how old were you? Um, so you said you were interested at a young age. Um, when did you get your first job working in a shop, and, and where was that? So I was just shy of 21, and the first shop I went to was Revolution Inc. in Pelham. Okay. Um, so that was back in 2014. And then a few months into into that, I turned 21. So, um, so I started apprenticing there in April, like late April, like last two days of April of 2014. And then I think by like mid-June, I was tattooing. So. so prior to, so what was the timeline from coming from Mobile to kind of the Birmingham area, Pelham, I guess? Uh, I moved uh, to Montevallo in 2011 to start going to school. Okay. Um, and I was going to school for new media, which is sort of like a, a freer version of graphic design. You're not hmm. really, you're, you're doing all the same sort of digital art, but you're making art pieces rather than like commercialized merchandise, logos, that kind of thing. That's cool. Um, so that was the... That's what I went into because I would go to see the art shows. Um, every every BFA student at Montevallo would get their own show at the end of their um, time there before they got their degree. So I would go see the shows and the graphic design stuff, which is all logos, pamphlets, shirts, that kind of thing. And then the new media stuff was actually like big canvas prints of like artistic works. So I was like... The cool stuff. Yeah, the really mm-hmm. cool stuff because I... I'd gotten a job right before then at, in a, as a graphic designer, and it was a terrible job. I did not like that at all, because that was like sort of what I was leaning towards, because... Well, it's commercially viable. It's a way yeah, to make it, money doing you know, art. Yeah, sure. I, I obviously like would rather have been tattooing, but, you know, my parents would kind of get in my head like, you know, they kind of didn't understand that tattooers make more money than they thought they did. So they would get my head like, oh, you need something that's more secure. So, that, you know, they kind of wanted me to go the corporate route or, you know, the, the real job route. Um, so I was able to get, like, just a little part-time job during the summer of 2011 before I went to college. And it was terrible. So um, Quickly realized. Yeah, now, was this before you graduated that you realized, okay, this is not what I want to do. Oh, it was like first year. Was, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I like signed up for college as a graphic design major and then changed it like almost immediately. Wow. Because okay. I was like, I was talking to somebody and they're like, you might want to do new media. And That's when you, okay, yeah. now I'm seeing the timeline. Yeah, yeah. So it was like the last, like the last, you know, maybe two months of high school was when I got the, the graphic design job, um, did that through the summer and then left to come to Montevallo to go to school for full graphic design and then somebody put me on the new media train okay okay i'm gonna do that and then i was i think i was a junior whenever i started tattooing and then ended up doing like another year and a half after that i was on my fifth year when i dropped out Mm. um 
but it was because I was going at a really slow pace. And I kind of realized I was going to have to go into way more debt. And I still had like another year and a half, like in my fifth year, before I would have enough credits to actually graduate. And I was already making good money tattooing. So I was like, I got to get out of here. It's probably a smart decision, man. There's a lot of people that are just... Yeah. A lot of college debt, so... Um, I'm yeah. still paying off mine. I mean, it's not really cumbersome, but um, I just know a lot of people who went to Montevallo for art, mm-hmm. and they're not working in their field at all. Really? Some, I know, there's there's quite a few that I know that have been have been able to get into their field, but not very many. Mm. So, I definitely know more people that got art degrees that are working jobs that they would rather not be doing. Sure. But since I was already, like, in the world I wanted to be in, in the first place, I was like, yeah, it's time to get out of here. You know, chasing that paper that's not going to do me anything was just wasn't worth it to me. Yeah, I can imagine um, a lot of people, you know, going into art, maybe not really knowing what path they want to pursue. And I know it's highly competitive. And if you're not really into, like, you know, I know graphic design is kind of like one of the major roads that people take. And a lot of a lot of people out there doing it. So I, don't I know. feel like it's just the safe way. Yeah, if you want to like get money, like work as an artist, then I mean it's not it's not a bad bet to go with graphic design. Yeah, but like I said, it's it's a pretty miserable job because the clients always think they know better. Sure. Which I mean, we kind of get that in, I was about in to every art. Yeah. But, but get that as a tattoo time, shop too. Sometimes in tattooing, we can just kind of tell people, "I don't want to work with you," where mm-hmm. it's like. Unless you own your own design firm and everything, you can't really do that. So you just kind of have to give them what they wanted. I've, I learned a lot about how much clients don't know versus how much they think they know whenever I was just doing that short time every summer working for that graphic design place. Mm. So. so we'll hit the pause button there unless you were going to say something. No, yeah, you're good. I was going to say, same question to you. How did you get into to tattooing was it was it you were eight years old and you're like i want to do tattooing this is my passion you know there's not a lot of people that could say they found their passion at eight years old no mine was an accident um i i didn't really draw before starting to work at the tattoo shop i would doodle i i would do like little tiny watercolor paintings but nothing ever serious i was actually bullied for it when i was in middle school and like high school because i really liked anime and i would draw little dinky anime characters and they were they were terrible um, didn't have any really training. Um, but then when I started dating him, we were, I was a sophomore, he was a junior. It was about four or five months, I guess, before starting his apprenticeship. Cause he started in April and we started talking in November, 2013. And then officially in January, 2014. And then he started his apprenticeship in April, 2014. And so um, I was still in college, and I was a theater major. Uh, I wanted to be an actress. Um, hey, I've been there, man. Yeah. I, I, I wanted to be famous. Yeah. Really, oh, I just yeah. wanted to be famous. That's all I wanted. Sure. Like, I think that would be a lot of fun. But then you're gonna be pretty um, famous. If, no, I'm just oh yes, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> I'll credit my fame to you. We got like twelve listeners out there. No, that's fine. No, we got listeners. Double that. Twenty-four. Come 24. on. Now. Yeah, you got a lot of subscribers, guys. Come on. Um, but I would go up there. At his shop. So you're dating him just hanging out at the shop, mm-hmm. I would imagine. Okay. I was up there all the time just to see him. And then I took a six-month break from school, went back home to Huntsville. And uh, that's when my parents saw my first tattoo from him. It was his first tattoo that he had ever done. Really? They were not happy. Your first so. tattoo you ever did was on her. Mm-hmm. And really? then vice versa. I did my wow. first tattoo on Wow, dude, that's well. such a cool story. That's awesome. 
Um, after I came back from that six month break, it was 2015 and I think it was like the end of January or so. Um, I was looking for a job. Um, I was looking in bookstores because I really love books. You should see my book collection. Sure. Uh, but none, I couldn't find a job and I went up there to talk to him. I was like, man, I can't find a job. And then the owner came up and he's like, oh, you just work here. You're here all the time anyway. I was like, no, that wasn't quite how it went down. Um, Generally. No, you you mentioned looking for a job, but after you had left, he brought the idea up to me. Mm. And then... That's right. You know, he was like, you know, if you guys can, you know, coexist together here, you know, send her a text and tell her to come back up here and talk about it. Now, was he wanting to hire you on to, like, apprentice and become a tattooer or just, like, help run the shop and just... Okay. Literally just to do paperwork, answer the phone. Sure, okay. Um, I did that for about two weeks or so and then we i was sitting at a table much like this and i was doodling a little flower and he comes up and he looks at it and he goes oh you draw huh i said no i don't <laughs> tear it up <laughs> it, it was Nothing literally it was so no, 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 bad no. it was so bad um but he's like oh it looks like you can draw why don't you learn how to tattoo it's like sure why not give it a shot okay. and uh started tattooing you gotta make it sound easy. I don't want to tattoo. That's right. Like, dude, I'm gonna start tattooing you, man. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, Turns out I did have a little bit of artistic talent that I just didn't know how to accurately use. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't understand how to like put what was in my head on the paper, and he kind of helped me like figure that out. Sure. Um, and after a few weeks, I kind of kind of got the hang of it a little bit. Um, started getting better. I, I didn't. I don't think I really started getting good until. Three years ago? Two years ago? I mean, we could all say that. Well, I've looked at your work, and it's it's awesome. Um, yeah. Um, so what what's that first... You guys tattooed each other. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's a little easier, you know, doing it on a friend or family. And I imagine most tattoo artists, their first tattoo is on someone that you know that trusts you, believes in you, is going to give you that shot. But is that, like, nerve-wracking? Like, the first time you put a needle to somebody's skin, and it's like, okay, this is permanent. This is not coming off. One. Or are you just cool-headed, like, Psh, I, got this. I, got I mean, this. I felt like I was pretty relaxed. Well, he had this since he was eight years yeah, old. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, okay, you knew that was your goal, so. I mean, the line work and everything kind of came naturally to me. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that, uh, it, it did take a long time for a tattoo that size. But yeah, how big was the first tattoo? I mean, it was probably like two inches <laughs> in diameter. Okay, so, that's oh, cool. Nice. It was relatively small, but I mean, it was the only other tattoo I had done was on myself, mm-hmm. which was like an inch by whatever. So yeah, I guess you tattoo yourself on yeah. like your knee or leg yeah, or something. So my only other experience with you know using a tattoo machine was on myself rather than another person. So, but. I think the fact that it was on her and not on some stranger, you know, kind of eases yeah, the tension yeah. a little bit. Sure. Um, I would imagine getting your portfolio built when you're first starting out, you don't really have anything to show, but you're at the point where maybe you've tattooed a couple of friends and you're ready to start bringing on like actual paying customers that you don't know personally. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that look like? Do you just start taking walk-ins and like, yeah, so offering like maybe lower price tattoo work. Or, well, mean. so when I was like doing practice tattoos, the first few of them I did for free on people that I knew, and then if it was like 
some stranger or whatever, or just somebody who's in the shop, it would be like 20 bucks or something like that. So they were really cheap tattoos and they're all really small. Um, and then just kind of around the time that I was getting, you know, so I started doing all that in probably the end of May, early June. So probably around like mid June, it didn't take a lot of practice tattoos for me to really mm -hmm. get the hang of it. Um, but yeah, I was taking on walk-ins and just doing regular pricing. My first actual day was on um, Friday the 13th. And it was actually the last Friday the 13th special that Revolution ever did. Um, yeah, I know a lot of shops do that. They do like the... Yeah, they'll do... They'll have like a, a flash and like... Yeah, and each artist draws a sheet and then it's like a $13 tattoo with like a mandatory $7 tip. So it yeah. like 20 bucks. Cool. Um, and you just, at you know, midnight, the start of Friday the 13th to midnight the 14th, you're just tattooing. And Golly, dude. Yeah, we crazy. had a crazy amount of people coming in. Um, I think it did like. That's insane. I was going to ask, how is 24 it? 24 hours of tattoo? Yeah. To the consumer, it's like, hell yeah, 13 hour yeah. tattoo. I got a 3 a.m. slot. I'm but going how to is get it a, for the artist? Oh, like, do you, you regret <laughs> doing the. No, I, don't, I, don't, I definitely don't regret like starting out that way. You know, okay. It was a kind of out of the frying pan and into the fire kind of situation. Would you, you do it like all those tattoos? Would you do it today? Fuck no. <laughs> no? Okay. No. Um, oh, I, dude, I haven't done a Friday the 13th since then. Okay. I, I, I always kind of thought that they were kind of dumb and a waste of time and kind of a waste of money, but especially now with the type of equipment that we use, we're not even going to break even doing mm -hmm. $20 tattoos. Yeah. Um, our setups cost more than that. The ink and the needles and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, and our needle cartridges are like 3 or $4 a piece. Yeah. So it's like if we bust out three of those, we're already cutting it pretty close. And then yeah. you're not even counting the ink or all the disposables and that kind of thing. So, yeah. But uh, I mean, at the time, I mean, the I was using coal machines at the time, and those needles are like $0.50 cents a piece. So, And if there was any color or shading, it was like one color or like minimal shading. So... Really, you could do a lot of those with one one needle, you know, mm -hmm. a lining needle, and then you rinse it out and fill it with color and just do a little area pill or something like that. But I made the grave mistake of putting, like, the biggest design on my sheet, which was, like, <laughs> two by two. So everybody was getting that design. And it was, like, it, it wasn't detailed, but it was the most detailed one. So everybody was coming and asking for that. It's like a little flower, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like a. So it's the it's the flower that is on the flag on the death tarot card, okay. which is the thirteenth tarot card. So that's why I did that because it was the thirteenth card, and it's like just if you see the original, and I say the original, the most popular uh, artwork for that card, it's a skeleton riding a horse, and he's got a flag, mm -hmm. and it's a black flag, and it has a white flower on it. So I, that like, flower was that flower was okay. what I did. And it was like two inches by two inches, and everyone was like, "I want that." Mm -hmm. It was like easily like a sixty to eighty dollar tattoo, but they're getting it for twenty bucks. And you're like, oh, and, and then yeah. everybody's like, "Can we leave the number off?" Uh, so because they, they were just then like, it's not even yeah, a thirteen tattoo. Even, and you're like, and Dude. we did it, but looking back, I'd have been like, "No, no, this me. is how you yeah. get it. This is the deal." <laughs> you were getting you a get 13. the thirteen, even if it's more work for me. You're yeah, thirteen. No. So, but yeah, I mean. Literally the day before that, I was, like, delivering pizzas, and, like, in the middle of my shift, I got a text from the owner, and he was like, hey, I need you here. 
And I was like, well, I put in my two-week notice. He's like, well, I need you here now. And so I was just like, all right, I'm gone. Hanging up the pizza hat. Yeah. yeah. So like, I literally quit the pizza job in the middle of my shift that day. And I was just like, I hope it works out for y'all. I gotta fucking go. Dude, that's crazy. So when you first start out, um, do you have a particular style of tattooing that you start with? I mean, I know there's so many variances. And obviously, the stuff you do now is, like, incredibly detailed and really awesome. Um... I mean, I would imagine, and correct me if I'm wrong, do most people start out doing just like traditional tattoos, simple colors, simple lines? In a way, um, I've got my apprentice drawing traditional flash just so he knows how to do it. But, I mean, most of the stuff that you're going to be doing whenever you start is things like lettering or really simple line work stuff. Whether it's lotuses or you know that kind of thing, the, the Bible kind of, verses like you yeah, said, the kind anchors of stuff, and yeah, row, yeah. lighthouses, the kind of stuff that you would see on Pinterest and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, it's the most typical types of tattoos. Um, I'm not going to really say infinity loops; those have kind of died out. But uh, when I was starting out, that was like the, infinity loops the and crosses. <laughs> yeah, crosses. He greater than I. Crosses are still a big yeah. thing. <laughs> I mean, the he is greater than I is still pretty big. Mm-hmm. Um, or the God is greater than the ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that one's that. like, it's just like these, it looks like some geometric shapes, but it's like, it's like the infinite stairs or it's like a G and then um, the greater symbol and then an arrow pointing up and down. Okay. So it's like a G and an arrow pointing whichever direction and then up and down. Okay. So it's like a symbol for that, but sure. that's a really common one. But I mean, at first glance, it almost looks like some little runes on somebody, mm. but you know, that one's really popular. Um, yeah, Bible verses are always going to be popular. So really, like, I was the main walk-in artist when I started. Um, there was uh, three other artists, including the owner. Um, they were mostly doing appointment stuff and occasionally would take in walk-in stuff, but I was doing most of the walk-ins. Mm. Um, and there were some days I would do, like, two walk-ins, and then there's some days I would do, like, ten walk-ins. So, Dang. It was mostly that kind of stuff, so I was able to really refine my line work sure. a lot because it was mostly that. It's great practice working on walk-ins. I'm trying to get my apprentice to do that same <coughs> thing, just do walk-ins one right after the other because it gets a lot of really good line work practice. Sure. Mm-hmm. Now, when you're doing that as an apprentice, do you just take anything? I mean, do you turn anything down? If somebody comes in with an idea, you're just like, eh, I don't really want to do that, or maybe it's something it's you're kind of intimidated in. by or something. I don't know. Like a photorealism, like you can't my grandfather. Like, I want you to tattoo him. Yeah, on my you're forehead. like, hey, I want. If you're like two weeks in and someone comes in and gives you a picture of their grandpa and you're like, no, you shouldn't be doing stuff like that. Okay. That's, that's a little bit. I guess that's obvious. Out of left field. Yeah, um, apprentices don't typically get to turn things down unless it's really something that they're not capable of doing. Um, you don't really hear. I don't want to do that. Up sure. Place. Yeah, I would imagine it's like well, I'm trying to. Yeah, take everything you can get. Take everything you can get, yeah. And even if they're not, even if they don't want to do it, it's tough shit. (laughs) (laughs) So y'all both have apprentices that are under you guys. Okay. Do you run them through the ringer? Because when we talked with uh, Baby J and Ryan, they they talked about all the shit they went through coming up, like sweeping the sidewalk outside and... With, with a like toothbrush. a toothbrush, yeah. No. Ain't, ain't nothing like we that. We don't believe in, in abuse like okay. that. That's, okay. that's break them down. That's yeah. the old heads way. We're not old heads, mm. and I just don't believe in in mentally torturing someone like sure. that. It's it's I definitely mean, an old way. The way that we do it's pretty easy. I mean, my apprentice, he'll 
He's responsible for making sure my station is sterilized and clean and making sure my trash is taken out and my paper towels are torn and that kind of thing. But other than that, he's sitting there drawing what I'm telling him to draw. Okay. I mean, there's no like wrestling over cigarette butts or anything like that. Okay. Or mopping the parking lot. the other day. Uh-oh. I forgot to put the batteries on the charger. Okay. Yeah, I got to do a ton of stuff. I got to do a so. whole bunch of stuff. Oh, like, snap. Step it up. You just tell him to get out and go home. That's what he did. He's like, no, I just told him don't come in. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, but son. but he learned his lesson very fast, and then the next day he came back in, deep cleaned everything, and has hasn't missed a step since. Okay, all right. Um, so when did you start? I noticed um, I kind of follow you on Instagram. I haven't actually gotten any work done by you guys yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, we can do something in the future. But you're not doing color work anymore. It's it's all. What what was the idea to, to I go that route? That I saw that post and I was like, because I had been to your website. Mm-hmm. I guess it was the Revolution Inc. website where you had like your, pro, your profile on there or something. Or maybe it was your site. Was it who is Kaiser Soze? Because that was his. I don't know. Um, anyways, I found some site that had all your work. And some of your like traditional and neo-traditional work was awesome. I was like, dude, this guy is incredible. It's exactly what I'm looking for. And then, you know, down the road, you're like, I'm not doing anything <laughs> but... Uh, what black line work and stuff now just black work pretty much just black work um i just don't like doing color anymore really yeah i've not enjoyed it for a long time the only thing that i'll do color on is traditional japanese traditional japanese there's something about the way that you do traditional japanese that doesn't bother me but everything else for some reason it just like gets under my skin having to work with color um, mm. I mean, it may just be the fact that I have to pour like 30 different Yeah, you got to have all the color things, things and you're changing it. It takes longer, I would imagine. Versus yeah. if you just have black, then you're just able to focus on the Yeah, on and the I, image. I really like being able to make things look dark. Okay. Um, it kind of, I think one of the first tattoos I did that was a really dark tattoo was a raven. Um, and I barely left any of the dude's skin like skin tone showing sure okay it was all just like black and gray wash and it just turned out really cool in my opinion um then i started experimenting with doing like fabric you know i was doing um some pretty creepy looking designs and you know whether it was like a a grim reaper or something like that i was a lot of times when you see those things in someone's portfolio they'll have like black and then gray wash and then they'll leave skin tone but it doesn't give it the appearance that it's wearing black fabric. So I was like, I'm going to try and make this look like black fabric. Mm. Um, and then I did a couple of those, and they turned out really cool. And then I just kind of realized that I like doing dark tattoos. Okay. So, Well, I saw the Darth Maul tattoo, <clears throat> yeah. and that had some color in it. Yeah. I think that was probably the last one, maybe, or getting yeah. close to the end. That was part of a sleeve that I had started. Yeah. I'm still finishing all of the color work that I haven't finished yet. So I'd already agreed to do an entire color Star Wars sleeve on that girl. So, I mean. Well, dang, dude, that's amazing. <laughs> um, really, really cool. Um, any tattoos you've done lately that you were just really psyched about? I noticed you're, you're pretty, you're not sharing every single tattoo that you do. I mean, you're very particular about the stuff that you show on your, like, Instagram and stuff. Yeah. And um, I would imagine everything that does make it to your page is, like, you're super proud of those oh, yeah. pieces and stuff. Yeah, um, it's it's not that I don't, it's not that I'm not doing a good job or, like, not, you know, the other tattoos aren't shareworthy. It's just not the kind of work that I want to do. Sure, yeah. Um, if I'm doing, like, a, 
across with doves or something. That's not really my aesthetic. It's not the kind of clients that I'm trying to drive in, um, even though I will book those people. I guess you know? that was my next question. You know, yeah. it seems like you're you're an elite tattooer for sure. So are you at the point now where you can be more choosy about the type of work you want to do, I don't okay. imagine. But do you still, like, if I came to you and said, hey, I want to get uh, Tommy Sandoval frontside flipping this double set right here, would you do that on me and you'd entertain the idea or do something? You know, like, yeah, people I mean, can bring their ideas to you. Yeah, I, I'll definitely entertain the ideas. Um, we actually have somebody who answers our emails for us. Okay. Um, and she kind of she pretty much... Weed out. She kind of pretty much knows what we will and won't take, but she'll still text us and be like, is this something that you're interested in doing? And we'll say yes or no. Um, and then she'll relay that back to the client in whatever professional way she does. Hmm. So that's cool. She's great. Does it bother you when somebody, and maybe they don't deal with this as much, but I always wonder when people come to you with an idea and they show you a tattoo from another tattooer, does that is that kosher? Is that cool? If they're like, I want this, and it's like some other famous tattooer um, on the West Coast or something, like, is that something where you're like, okay, I'll do that? Um, some clients are really adamant about getting the exact tattoo, which we'll say no to. Mm-hmm. Um, so you may modify it to kind of fit yeah. your style. I, would I mean, I'll just look at what the idea is and where it's going, and then I'll do something that is completely different. <laughs> that's how you get the best work out of it, yeah. too, if you let the artists do what they Sure, yeah, you get something that's unique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, I, uh, I had a guy hit me up about doing um, a Samurai Cat, which is on my Instagram. Um, and I knew, as soon as he said Samurai Cat, I knew exactly which tattoo he was referencing. Because it was a tattoo that I really I saw it on Instagram. I followed the artist who did it. I, I think was, we pull that up, actually. Yeah. Pull that My mom's been bragging about that one to all of her friends. She's like, yes, you'll like you scroll down, it's... Uh, yeah, it's, it was back up. Go to, back up. To, down one? Down one? Bottom right Bottom corner. Right. That's okay. it right there. So the artist, um, I actually tagged. Damn, that's so cool, man! I actually crazy. tagged the the artist that um, I said inspired by original piece by Sacred Crow at the request of the client. Oh hell um, yeah! If you scroll down on his page a little ways, um, he has a recent one, but that's not the one that he was referencing. Okay, yeah, I see the top left. So right that's there. a newer one. Go down a little bit. Um, oh, oh my god, that looks the dog, dog. <laughs> dog with the Sarah is so cute. It's a, I think it's a few more rows down. Um, Dude, I got sick. So that was that was the one that he was uh, he sent me in, and I mean as soon as he's like, I want a samurai cat. I was like, I bet I know exactly which tattoo he's talking about. That tattoo was like it stood out really well to me because it's. Is both extremely detailed, but also extremely simple. Yeah. And this guy's... That doesn't look simple to me. That looks extremely... (laughs) (laughs) Well, like, the the lines and, like, the the actual, like, the illustration itself is really detailed. But it's, like, the way he does his color work is, like, it's complex, but it's also, you know, pretty pretty simple. Um, There's, like, a lot of solid areas. And his work always heals, like, exactly what it looks like when it's fresh. Really? Yeah. Like his his healed work is like some of the best I've ever seen. So going back to that, what would you call that style 
of tattooing. If you, if you could pull that back, that's up. probably neo traditional. Yeah. Neo traditional, okay. Because that see that seems to be the really popular trend mm -hmm. that I'm seeing uh, nowadays. And that was what I got into tattooing, wanting to do, and then after a few years of doing it, I like kind of moved into the more dark, creepy stuff. I'll still kind of draw things in the same style, but I just don't do them in color anymore. Which sucks for me because I have a few unfinished uh, uh -oh. Josh pieces. Uh -oh. Well, dude, I'm a fan, so if you ever decide to, you know, I'm on the team that uh, liked seeing mm -hmm. that work come at, come from mm -hmm. you. It was really cool, so uh, maybe one day. But yeah, but, obviously if somebody sent me that and they said, I want this exactly, I'd say no. Okay. Right. Yeah. I'm not, I don't steal artwork from... Sure, yeah, so you wouldn't do it just verbatim. You would kind of yeah, adapt no, it to your like, style. So, that kind so of with that one, I mean, I didn't even look at that image really to, to draw it. Mm -hmm. So I you know, pulled up photos of cats and whatnot and then samurai helmets and that kind of thing and just kind of spliced together something and drew from there. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I rarely will ever reference the actual the actual reference that they send me. Mm. Um, I just kind of look it over, see what all the elements are, are going on in there, and then I'll make my own thing out of it. But, yeah, never will I just be like, yeah, I'll copy it exactly yeah. how it is. You know, some people would be like, some people have done that with my work. Like, they'll take... Um, have you seen your work? Yeah, yeah. a lot. Really? Um, there's, like, one particular, like, rose and dagger design I did a long time ago. Um, and it was like one of the first things to pop up on Google if you typed in like neo-traditional rose and dagger. Uh, so that one got stolen a bunch and you know, I'd call people out on it and just be like, yeah, cool design, who drew that or something like that. And then they'd be like, well, I just do whatever the client tells me to do. I'm just like, that's a shitty fucking excuse, mm -hmm. man. Like, <laughs> I wonder if they were people from Alabama that like liked your work. They couldn't afford you, and so I they went to like shitty artists. Were all and... over the world, like really. That's pretty. That, I would say that's kind of a, a pat on the back. Yeah, it, you know. I mean, I don't really care if people do it. You know, I'm just like, for me, as long as you're like, this isn't my original work, or this was done by you know, it's the art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I even told one guy um, on Instagram. Somebody sent me. He didn't tattoo it. He just like did a, a drawing of it. Um, and somebody sent it to me, so I messaged him, and I was like, you know that was my design, right? And he was like, oh, my bad, dude, I didn't even know. I was just like, I was like, it's fine if you want to draw it, you know, just give the give, give the artist credit whenever you do that. Um, and I think he went back and edited it, like, right then and, you know, credited. Sure. I mean, there's so much art out there, I yeah. guess it, it does happen. And then some people are just like, fuck you, man, I'll do what I want. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do what I want. Oh, man. Well, dude, that's cool. Um, so uh, you started apprenticing at uh, Revolution, mm -hmm. and um, that's where you started uh, tattooing as well, I guess? Oh, I saw, well, oh, sorry, yeah, at Revolution. Sorry, I thought you were okay. saying where we are now. No, uh, not there. Revolution, yes. Okay. And how long were you guys at that location? So she came on like six months or so, maybe eight months after I did. Mm -hmm. So right so, at the same time. Yeah, nice. yeah, wow, okay. And y'all were dating before then. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I was surprised. like, so I was there for s seven years, I think. Seven years. Six wow. Seven years. Six years, actually. So I was there for six years, but I've been tattooing for seven years. Okay. Um, and then she was there for like five and a half or something like that. Dang. <clears throat> well, man, that's a long time to stay at one shop. Um, and then you guys are not there anymore. No. And where are you guys now? We're at Stagold Southside right now. Okay. Having been there for so long, what was the decision to 
change locations or go to a new shop. It was a lot of drama. A lot uh, of drama. Okay. That went down all at once. So. Like being I remember seeing, seeing some of that. Oh, yeah? yeah? Yeah, I didn't know if y'all wanted to really get into that, but I do remember, I remember seeing some stuff play out online where you're like, we are not at Revolution Inc. anymore. <laughs> we are not associated with them in any ways. It did not but end it, on good terms. And both of you guys. But it was professional. Yeah. We didn't say anything bad. Nothing nothing derogatory was said. We were just like, hey, guys, we're not here anymore. We're sure. currently at Stay Gold. Things didn't end well there. Originally, we're not there originally, I didn't even want to post anything, but like, I, well, I guess having, everybody would wonder, like, hey, where are you? Well, and you having, probably have clients already booked. Maybe. Yeah, I was having trouble keeping track with who I had, like, which clients I had informed and which clients I hadn't. So okay. I was occasionally, I think even one week, I had, like, almost every client go to Revolution, you know, and they were just like, oh, he's not here anymore. And then they'd hit me up and be like, where are you at? And I was like, fuck, I forgot to tell you. Um because yeah, so, we had been gone for months at that point. And yeah, and I was like, there's still people showing up. Like, yeah, yeah, and I was like trying to make sure I was going through my calendar daily and messaging those clients and being like, I'm not there, I'm here. But sometimes I would either forget or I would think I'd already told them and I didn't. Um, so I was just like, I'm just going to make a public announcement that we're not there anymore. Um, and then some drama ensued after that. Shit but, hit the fan. Yeah. Well, I'm curious. I mean, <clears throat> can you can you share with us anything that? I mean, what would... We don't have to. We don't have to. But I mean, I, it was all kind of laid out online for... for I mean, he, he blatantly posted everything. Oh, okay. I guess I see. Yeah. Um, I mean, Josh actually has it on his Instagram still, I believe. Yeah, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't taken my We just so happen to have that pulled up. I mean, could well, you, like, blur out the names? Okay. You don't have to pull okay. that up, but, like... Nah, I don't... Yeah. Generally speaking, we don't want to get any. Yeah, no worries. No, no, no slash tires or nothing like that. But you guys are at State Gold now, yeah. and... Um, How's the vibe there versus Revolution? And why State Gold, of all places? Did y'all uh, know people that were tattooing there? Or? Well, yeah, we knew a bunch of people there, and we're also pretty good friends with the owner. Okay. Um, and we had been um, for for a while. You know, if I was downtown, whether I was, like, getting my hair cut or just, like, eating downtown, I would swing by there and hang out for a minute. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we were, we were pretty good friends with the owner already, and that was really the only other shop that we felt like we would want to work at. Okay. We have a friend who works there too, Drew Young. He's <clears throat> such a cool dude. We love him to death, and he's one of our best friends. And he's been one of our friends for a really long time. Since pretty much 2015, it was the same year that I started tattooing. He started apprenticing at Revolution. Okay. Because um, I was still an apprentice, and uh, he ended up getting fired from there because he was working at State Gold doing piercings and working at two different places. Oh, that's you know, loyalty, blah, blah, blah. Sure. Um, but... Uh, he started working at State Gold, and so we would go there to say hey all the time. And we ended up on vacation in 2019, and we saw them in Gulf Shores. Like, Drew texted us, and he's like, hey, we're in Gulf Shores. Come visit us. And we were no, like, okay. oh, okay, we'll come see you. Kind then, of a friendship. Yeah, and the owner there, just yeah. happened to be there. And that was the first time that I had met the owner. And he was like, hey, guys, if you guys ever need a place to go, if you uh, don't want to work there anymore, you can come work for me. And that was, like, in 2019. We obviously didn't take that offer then. We were like, no, we like where we're at. Yeah, but, sure. Uh, yeah. So. Well, I would imagine with your the portfolio between both of you guys is amazing. You could probably go any shop you want, you know. Um, so how many people tattoo at State, I don't think I've ever been there. Um, I want to say six people tattooed there right now. Okay. Um, and then there's a piercer. 
Is it in Five Points? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's right in the middle of Five Points. It wasn't in another shop before it became Sam Bowen? It was yeah. Wicked Ways before it was done. Okay, that's what it was. And then it's like next to the Chinese place. Else, and then before that was something else. I think it's been some sort of tattoo shop for like 30 years or something really? like that. It's been so many different shops. Um, Matt, the owner of Stagold, actually like went through the, the history of like the first shop there and then like everything it's been have a little coffee then. table yeah. book of all the <laughs> yeah he was he, we were in the back shooting the shit and he was like i was like what all the shops have even been in this building because it's literally just been one after the other mm -hmm. um yeah like i don't remember what was at or what was before wicked ways but I, I do remember wicked ways being there and then that place kind of went to shit in like a day due to some like facebook drama <laughs> And, uh, it seems to happen a lot with yeah, tattoos, man. <laughs> Meltdown. That's why we don't like posting our drama anywhere. Like, that's just, that's not, <clears throat> not professional. It's not cool. You shouldn't be airing out your dirty laundry like that in public. Like, keep it to yourself. Sure. Damn. There's a shit ton of drama in the tattoo industry. And I can imagine. It's Especially when they're out there copying your tattoos and not giving <laughs> you credit. You know? I honestly don't really understand it. Um... I mean, as there's a lot of animosity between shops for some reason. As if we is it just the competitive nature of like trying to have the best shop and trying to have the best artists and I everybody's got to. I think it's just like an old frame of mind. Like okay. back in like the early days of American tattooing, it was like if you opened a shop too close to another shop, they were going to fuck with you a lot. Like they were going to super glue your locks or something like that. Sure. You know. That's terrible. Yeah. So it's just like. There's a long history of like messing with other tattoo shops, and you know that's just kind of gotten, you know, taught down the line through the ages, and you know, newer tattooers are not so into that kind of thing. You know? Well, that's good. We think, you know, we think as long as everyone's, you know, not stealing each other's clients or work or whatever, like you know, to not talking shit, we can all. You know, be friends and whatnot. Well, you know, stealing clients. Like, I'm not going to be upset if one of my clients wants to go to my apprentice to have something well, done. Because, like... When I say stealing clients, I mean, like, actively being like, oh, like, they're doing that for you. I can do it cheaper if you want to come to me. Oh, that that, yeah, oh yeah, right. yeah. You know, I don't care if uh, if one of my clients goes to an artist. I'm, I don't own their body. And I don't, you know, they don't owe me the, their their business. It's just... You know, if, if people are, like, being sneaky and conniving and that kind of thing, that's kind of shitty. You know? Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, because I've gotten work done by, you know, multiple tattoo artists. Yeah. And I've always wondered, like, is this cool? Is this, like, yeah, you know, I'm a you're my client. You can't go somewhere else. Oh, shit. I mean, I've, I've had clients who have the mentality themselves. They're like, I'm never going to go to anyone else. I'm like, you sure. should. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we collect tattoos from a bunch of different artists. I'm okay. not going to be loyal to one artist. Is there a tattoo artist out there that you guys are big fans of locally that maybe I haven't heard of or somebody I should look into? That guy that was doing the Samurai Cat, is he? I guess he's not. He's definitely not, not local. Yeah, okay. Um, so I guess there's tattoo artists all over the world. What's your definition of local? Southeast. Okay, southeast. I mean, I know Atlanta, the, the <clears throat> tattooers in Atlanta. I've looked... When I was trying to find, looking at different tattoo artists, I think around the time I discovered you, um, I was kind of looking all over the place uh, in uh, Tennessee and Atlanta. Um, I didn't really find any Mississippi. Uh, Mobile, mm -hmm. um, pretty cool tattoo scene there. Um, but again, it's kind of hard to just, I would look at like local shops and then by way of finding their shop, I would then find the different artists and stuff. And there's a, a huge scene, you know, all these different tattoo shops and stuff mm -hmm. here. 
So it's just cool to maybe hear from you guys if there's somebody I haven't heard of or somebody that stands out. Um, uh, I mean, as far as the southeast goes, um, uh, I mean, here there's a few shops that you guys probably know all about. Um, down in Mobile, the best shops I would recommend are the Bell Rose and Yellowhammer. I think I've heard of Bell Rose. I have a friend that works yeah. at Yellowhammer, Tyler. He's really um, cool. I've got a, a few friends that work at the Bell Rose. They're in Daphne, so they're right across the bridge. Like, okay. you go through downtown, go across the bridge, and they're like right in that general area. Um, cool. So they're not far from Mobile, but they have probably the largest number of like versatile tattooers there. Um, and then Yellowhammer, I want to say they have two or three artists. I know they have two for sure. And I'm pretty sure they either have an apprentice who's started tattooing or the they're pretty much getting close to that. I don't remember, but I know that there's two for sure. There's uh, Tyler Johnson and Suzette, um, and both of them are friends of mine. They do solid traditional work. Um, that's really all I see that comes out of Yellowhammer. So Yellowhammer is a really a lot good of traditional, traditional yeah. shop. Um, there's a lot of traditional that comes out of the Bell Rose too, but there's a few artists there that uh, they can kind of do more. Like the owner Pete does a lot of fine line work and. My friend Billy does like Japanese and some neo traditional stuff as well. But um, I mean, up in Huntsville, um, Arcadia. Yeah, Arcadia is pretty good. That's cool. um, I think that's uh, a Leah, Leah Farrow. <coughs> I love her to death. That's like an all female shop, isn't it? No, not all female now. Okay. Um, um, I think they've just hired on a male piercer, I believe. Not 100% positive. But yeah, mostly all female. All the yeah. artists are female there. Um, that's yeah. right. I know a lot of tattooers like travel and go mm -hmm. to different shops. And do, is that something you guys do? Do y'all travel much? Or uh, once once we get some things kind of figured out here in the next couple of months, um, next year I'm going to be setting aside a week off of every month to go and travel. Maybe that's so pretty cool, man. Crossed. I guess that's pretty um, accepted in the tattoo community. You know, kind of like. Hey, we're going to be hosting this tattoo artist spot. for a week. Mm -hmm. Have a guest spot. Yeah. I was like, dude, that's pretty cool. You know, I mean, we've made quite a few friends just going to conventions and things like that that have offered us guest spots. We just haven't had the time or the privilege of being able to go do that. Dude, okay, I was looking. I think it was your profile. You said you were booking into like February. Like, how far out are you guys booked? How do you keep track? She's booked way farther than I. That's crazy. Really? It's yeah. it's too far. It's too much. I need to I need to like close my books. But like once I open, I open them on May first. <laughs> And then uh, on like May fourth or fifth, it was pretty much booked out for the rest of the year. Uh, Damn! How do you decide how much work you're going to take on? Like, what does a typical workload for you guys look like? Like, are you tattooing five days a week? Or are you tattooing mm -hmm. seven days a week? Or are you doing okay? Um, I typically do one to two clients a day. Two is my max. Um, if I'm doing two, it's um, each session is two and a half hours. If I'm doing one, it's a five-hour session. But if I wanted to book you right now, what am I looking at? September. September. Wow. That's, that's pretty Tough far. Shit. That's <laughs> crazy, man. Dude, I guess that's, that's awesome. That. That's not that far. Not compared to her. Now, have you guys seen an increase or decrease during oh, yeah. COVID? Were people, like, falling off or people wanting to still get tattoos or no, no change? We stayed consistent during COVID. Wow. Oh, yeah. mainly because once we 
you know, once COVID started, we had all these appointments that were already booked out. We had, I had closed my books, um, say it was back in 2020. Where was a forced closure in there for It was a forced closure, yes. Yeah, okay. And then we were gone for, let's see, in January, I because I had booked out until the end of May. And so I had to close my books. So I didn't have anything after May. So really when COVID hit, I moved all of those clients that were in that block from April, no, March, end of, end of March to May 15th. That block I just moved down. So everyone had their appointments still and I just moved them all because um, I didn't have that. Because mm-hmm. after, after May I had closed the books off, so I didn't have anything after that. So it was just a really easy move for me. Um, well, that's cool. I'm not so sure about. No, it was the same thing. Same I thing just, for you. I just, if I remember right, I just slid everybody back a little bit. Um, and now, like people were dying to get out of the house and go do stuff. Sure. So, so I guess it's like, well, I can go get tattooed. It's yeah. just me and the tattoo artist, you know. Yeah. Obviously, you can't bring like your whole entourage with you. Yeah, I was I was definitely pretty strict about that. At Revolution, we had our own rooms, so mm-hmm. and they were like nine by nines, so there was definitely no like crowding. Sure. You know, if they brought their whole family, their whole family was in the lobby. Like it's, I wasn't doing that. I mean, I already wasn't doing that, but during COVID, I was definitely not doing that. So. But yeah, earlier before the break or during the break, um, I was asking if I'm going to get a sleeve from one of you guys, like a full like the the Dustin sleeve we were talking about earlier, what kind of timeline would you expect for something like that? And, and now, I know now you're not doing color work, so yeah. let's say, if, you know, just a, a black shading sleeve. How long would, you know, how many sessions would that take to do something like that? It's all subjective. I guess it is. Yeah, it's true. I, I kind of heard that as I said it. Yeah, depending it's, on what it just doing. depends on how often you're able to come in. Okay. Um, I know with Dustin, he's taken... You know, he's taken as long as a year to a year and a half off of getting tattooed. So his sleeve has just been like slowly chipping away at it. Um, he'll come in and sit for like two, two hours, three hours, something like that. Um, he's probably only got about three hours left on his, but okay, yeah. But if somebody's just totally immune to pain, you can get something like that hammered out. Oh, yeah. and, and I only tattoo maybe a max of six hours at a time. Um, so I mean, for sleeves, sleeves can be anywhere between. 24 and 50 hours, depending on wow. what you're doing. Um, <laughs> Damn. Yeah, 50 hours under the needle? Oh, dude, mm-hmm. that's crazy. Buddy. What's the longest session you've ever done? Yeah. before? Did you always have like a six-hour limit, or no. would you? Um, the 24-hour 13, <laughs> Friday the 13th sounded pretty heavy. <laughs> so that was like, that was at least not tattooing the same person for a long period of time. It was just, you know, maybe 20 minutes of tattooing each person. Um, as far as like a single person sitting to get tattooed, I think seven and a half to eight hours was Okay, it's not to too do. crazy. But yeah. Still eight but hours. That's man. a long time that's a long to do time. tattooing, both for the artist and for the client. Do you um, feel your stuff start, starting to slip? You know, you make you a couple get, of errors, and you're like, oh, okay, it's time to stop. <laughs> <You just get laughs> really, I'll cover that up tomorrow. <laughs> you just get really fatigued yeah. after a while. Sure, yeah. yeah. My apprentice likes to say tattoo drunk. Yeah. I can imagine just staring at one. T- I know if I look at my phone for too long, and then I look up and or go outside. I'm like, God, you know, or stare yeah. at a computer screen for too yeah, long. I mean, you know? Imagine gaming for eight hours. Eight hours. That's not that hard. It's different. Yeah. <laughs> you at least will start getting eye fatigue from that, but 
you know, at least I mean, with tattooing, you're you're not only staring at it, but you're actually working. Like hunched over. Yeah, you yeah. start feeling it in your lower back and in your wrist and all that. So, uh. and we fortunately are using pretty light machines these days, mm -hmm. so we're not getting a lot of the carpal tunnel issues that some older tattooers have gotten. But I mean, regardless, I'm I'm not built to do like twelve hour sessions like some artists are. Yeah, I don't see anybody could do something like that. I see it all the time, like artists like uh, Steve Butcher and Nico Hurtado and people like that. They just pride themselves in being like, I could tattoo for 15 hours. I guess. <laughs> they'll post, <laughs> on, they'll post a picture man. on their Instagram and be like, yeah, 14-hour session wrapped up. And I'm just like, fuck that, dude. Yeah, that's crazy. Why would you do that to yourself? Like, you break can it. break it up I mean, in the sessions. I mean, more power to them, but I'm, I'm not able to do that shit. Like, so what's the longest session you've ever done? Uh, it was like eight hours, um, and that was back in 2016, I think. I didn't really want to go eight hours, but she didn't really want me to stop. So I was like, all right, I guess I'm just going to keep going. Just get going. hammered out and be done. Yeah. And then she came back the next week and got seven more hours done. So wow. she was just like. Booked <clears throat> yeah. out until February, dude. That's so crazy. Man, I, I, I do a that's... lot of my sessions. Like, I'll break them up. I'll give. So someone wants to come get me, get a sleeve from me. Um. Now, do you do, I, being a female tattooer, do you tattoo mostly female clients, or is it oh, a good a mix? Of, of it's just everybody. Yeah. Okay. I always wondered that. Um, really, my style is kind of versatile, and a lot of a lot of men really like sure. when I do my okay. flowers, because they're not like... Yeah, I did see you did like a lot of floral work yeah. and stuff. So, so I like to say that I specialize in flowers and anime, because I okay. love doing anime tattoos. And a lot of men like anime tattoos. I'm anime sure. is cool again. It is. I'll be the one to say it. That's, uh, from getting bullied when I was a kid for liking anime to now making yes. a living doing anime tattoos, it's like full circle. Yeah. Okay. It's great. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so well, what's... Uh, no, I was... Uh, I was just going to ask, what's the future? I mean, you guys are obviously kicking ass at Stay Gold. Um, any chance the Kaisers are going to start Kaiser your own shop. shop or something? We're trying to. We're trying. Ooh, really? Works. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I've always wondered, like, what it takes to, you know, kind of branch out on your it's own. A, a lot. It's a pain in the butt. It's yeah. a pain. I mean, we could probably find just a random building to lease out, but... We have like certain standards with what the building actually looks like and how the inside is laid out and everything. Because mm -hmm. I mean, we could go into like a shopping center or something and just get a you know just any little spot, yeah, yeah any, anything that's like next to a CC's Pizza or something. Sure, like that. Yeah. but we really want <laughs> pizza tattoos. That yeah, works a little bit. Yeah, we really want the space to be downtown and look like it's downtown. Yeah, and we like the way downtown buildings look and. There have been some buildings that... How big is your loft, man? I mean, can you just rope off a section? And, yeah. Um, it would be nice, but... Have it like this. Come to our house. Come downstairs. Mm -hmm. Get a tattoo. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. That thought crossed my mind when I came down here. I was like, man, just having a house on this <laughs> spot. So easy. But trying to find the building with the right aesthetic and everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, Good most time. of them are either already spoken for or they're way too expensive for sure. what, what we're trying to do. Um, we we were looking at one building that was like really promising. Um, the price was good. The we we liked the area. The area was like up and coming. Um, the building looked good. Uh, it was newly renovated and everything. It was just the inside was going to take way more work than we were willing to like throw down starting out the shop. Mm -hmm. um, and he was like, instead of the building being able to be subdivided left to right, it was front to back. And he was really adamant about putting us in the back. Mm -hmm. Which was like, 
how did that work? Not a storefront. It was area. Yeah, very weird. You have to walk yeah, through somebody like, else's shop to get to your shop or something. Well, it go was around the building. Right. Or go yeah. to the back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it was like the you had the main street, and then between it was Third Avenue North, and between Third and Fourth, there was like an alleyway, and mm-hmm. there were technically storefronts in that alleyway, but it was like so like tucked in the back that. It wasn't necessarily a problem for us because for us, we can just tell our clients where to go. Right. But if we have any artists that are relying on foot traffic, mm-hmm. it's going to kind of screw them over. Sure. Okay. So it was like, I, I, I kind of told him, I was like, if you were more, you know, willing to put us in the front, you know, I'd be more willing to sign this lease. But, and the inside was just way too gutted. Like it needed a lot of stuff. And, you know, he was willing to put in a lot of stuff. You know, the, the main thing that, the main types of things that um, building owners are willing to put in, like AC and bathrooms and electrical for the lights and that kind of thing. But even with all that and with offering, like, an improvement allowance and everything, it was just going to be way too much. Mm. Um, you know, we were basically going to be going into the business, into debt. So, yeah. Ooh, what we're trying not to do. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's cool, man. Um, so... When you guys start a shop, I guess you'd bring your apprentices with you mm-hmm. or and have a team of like what four or five people? Yeah. Yeah, we'd have about four. Okay. Yeah, right now. Starting off, we would start with four. Um, and then if anyone wanted to like, because we'll, we'll probably be putting out like, hey, we're hiring. Yeah. Anybody wants to come apply? But we're going to be really picky about that. Um, we don't want just anybody. How know? does that work? Like if you're a shop owner and you have tattooers. Working in your shop, I guess there's just like a fee that you pay the owner for your chair, kind of like a barbershop, maybe? It or differs from shop to shop. Or I guess every shop's different, mm-hmm. sure. The most common thing is to cut a percentage to the shop. Okay. Usually, most uh, owners will take, will start taking 50-50. And then, you know, some some owners will keep it that way you know, until they feel like they absolutely have to change it. And then other owners will just kind of like reevaluate your percentage as you go. You know, well, it seems like if you're bringing in, like, <clears throat> till February, you know, it's like, okay, now we can work on something because you're bringing a lot of traffic and exposure to the shop being a talented artist. It's, it seems like you would have yeah. a little more weight in your argument for how much you yeah. give to the shop and stuff. I guess that, like you said, varies between shop to shop. I mean, yeah, an owner who, like, appreciates their artist will periodically raise their percentage. Hmm. Um there's even owners that do like a sliding scale depending on how much money the artist has brought in that week. Um, Which is a pretty cool sliding scale. That's in Kendagger, right? Yeah, I know yeah. I know for a fact in Kendagger does that. Um, I guess the artists like that. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's a good fair, incentive. Good incentive. Yeah, it incentivizes you to bring in more people. If I bring in more, I can make more. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Not only just from number of clients, but also percentage-wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's cool. Personally, I think it, for me, I would prefer to do it in a way that it just depends on how the artist is doing as far as clientele. Yeah. If they can consistently stay booked, I wouldn't mind doing like a, a rent type option. Whereas if they are relying on walk-ins and that kind of thing, a percentage seems like it's more, you know, it seems like it's a better option because if an artist can consistently bring in clients and consistently make that money, you know, I don't really see a problem cutting them the 100% as long as they're giving me X amount of dollars, you know, per month or per week in rent. Whereas if an artist is not consistently bringing in money, then it just makes more sense to me that every time they would make money, you know, you get some of that. Yeah. yeah. Because right. not only 
for me, not only am I having to worry about can they afford their rent, mm -hmm. but they're not having to worry about that either. It's just so, like, oh, this is how much I made this month. Yeah. Here you so, go. Yeah. I'm making money whenever they work, and they're making money whenever they work, that kind of thing. They're That's only cool. paying me whenever they work. That yeah. Kind of so. Well, dude, I hope you guys find a place, man. That's awesome. Do y'all have a name for it yet or anything y'all would? It's a. Uh, it's not being it's a understood understood well i look it's forward a few, to a few more weeks man okay. few more how, weeks. how close are you guys to having something i mean we've Very got close. we've got our llc formed um we've got i mean we've been in talks with one building our probably since january and it's just kind of been a slow thing but i mean that building seems the most promising out of all the ones we've seen. Okay. The inside's pretty much built out. We just need to throw up some walls and you know, run a, a few extra plumbing lines and extend some electrical outlets. Sweet. But we're hoping that we can get that one to work out um, and start getting that going pretty soon. But I guess Day Gold is supportive of this. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah Matt sure. is super. He's, he's been like, here, take my contractors. Here, help yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We'll help you. That's yeah. awesome. He's willing to, like, you know, help yeah. you guys get... It started, and he kind and he knew from the get go. Like he was basically just giving us a haven to, you know, for us to work and for our clients to go to while we were in this transition sure. period. Um, and you know, I mean, he's benefiting from it. So yeah, dude. I would if I was a shop owner, I was like, dude, I got, I got the Kaisers here, man. Come <laughs> on, this is awesome. So, um, and he's been like, you know, stay as long as you want. You know, if if the shopping doesn't work out, you're well, you're welcome to stay here as long as you need to that's cool so, yeah he's he's a really laid back kind of hands-off shop owner so what was that did you do that no. no 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 it's a shelf that was barely hanging on i'm glad it just i'm glad it didn't fall during oh the episode <laughs> well, I didn't fall that would have been hilarious we actually right Jeez. before you got here i was like that shelf's gonna fall we need to pull some stuff off so we took some stuff off of it uh, we can grab it. yeah don't worry oh, yeah. about it just just leave it it's fine yeah cool. We're still recording. Right? Okay. Okay, cool. yes. All right, sweet. So uh, a second ago, we had one of our shelves fall off the wall, and we're going to cut around that. Um, but one thing I didn't ask that I do see on like your social media and on your website and stuff, and on your necklace that you're wearing is like a symbol that you seem to use, and I think I've seen it on yours too. Yes. Uh, it's not. That's a different symbol. It's a different symbol, yeah. uh, but you guys have a symbol that you kind of use as like a watermark on a lot of yeah. your work and stuff. What is that? So. I got the inspiration for mine from um, summoning sigils in demonology. A summoning sigil. Yeah. Okay. So basically in demonology, um, if you have a book like The Lesser Key of Solomon, there will be an entire list of, you know, demons in um, like Judeo-Christian mythology. Okay. Um, and each one of them has their own name and their own summoning sigil. Um, and that's something that you would use if you were trying to conjure a demon. Um, if you've seen the movie Hereditary at all, um, there's a... I'm not a, not a scary movie. Okay. Yeah. I have not uh, seen that movie, but I'll put it on my list. I'll go check it yeah, Is it good? It's okay. so good. The, the key antagonist, I, I would say, I say antagonist, you don't really get to see a lot of it in the in the film, but the, the key like demon in that movie is named Payman, which okay. is an actual, like, uh, an actual reference to you know Judeo-Christian mythology, of um, and you see his sigil popping up all over the movie. Okay. Um, so that was something that like we got really into was like studying that sort of you know mythological stuff. 
Um, and with me doing dark, like a cult style tattoo. Sure, it seems to work very yeah, well fits, for yes. <laughs> your and artistic if, expression. And, and if I'm doing any of, so I do these, uh, these drawings of like, they're almost like a cult worshiper type things. I, I don't really have a name for them or like a backstory to them. Do you have any but on your, like, yeah, I have a few. Yeah, scroll um, down and let's see. So, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, they're, um, they're probably a little farther down and I do have like the drawings and a couple of them. There's that dark mall tattoo. Sorry. Um, so there's like one. that one on the right. Yeah. So there's the center. One. Yeah, that one. Um, and in all of those, I throw that symbol. Oh, yeah, it's on the forehead. Okay. Um, I usually, if they have a mask like that, I'll throw it on the forehead. If they don't have a mask, I'll throw it on the cloak somewhere. I think the the next one to the right is also one that I did, um, which has like a serpent wrapped around it. Yeah. Right there. Ooh, so that has it on the forehead. And that's actually one you tattooed. Yeah. So wow. That's, that's an actual tattoo. Um, yeah, any, any of those or really any sort of like original Kind of dark. So these are like original interpretations yeah. of like, okay. So the first one of those that I drew, uh, the the idea came when I was just trying to draw something without looking at anything. I was like, I was, I had some downtime at the shop and I was like, I'm going to try to draw some sort of original artwork without referencing anything. Okay. Um, and it's a Challenge little ways, yourself. Yeah. yeah, it's a little ways down, but it was, it was this style of, Thing where it's like it's got the the drape over its face, okay, and like the you know the occult robes and that kind of thing, um, and then that just kind of like that was right before all the lockdown stuff. So during lockdown, I was able to pump out a few more of them, um, and I tattooed a few of them as well. But in every one of those, I threw that symbol in there because it was kind of like a summoning type, yeah, type deal. Okay, so that's interesting, and, and I know, um, like. Earlier when you got here, you mentioned tarot cards, I think, before we started rolling. But you actually designed your own deck, is that correct? Or some cards or something? It was just, um, so I've done a card for two decks. That There's a, a tarot deck called Incromancy. We should have brought it. Yeah, we should have. But the first Incromancy deck, I did um, the Hanged Man. And then the second one, I did the Fool. So in the second deck, the first card you see is my card. Okay. Um, I don't know that I have the drawing on my Instagram still. I might. Uh, but I feel like it would be after this. The second deck, he did hey, the... See, our computer's about to die. We're 1%. Oh, no. Actually, up there. Yep, you go back up. up. It's not the card, but that one on the right, that drawing, that's, that's the, the drawing that I did for it. But I also did it so I could crop that off and yeah. do it as a tattoo as well. Okay. So that was what I did for the fool in that card. Of that deck. So is that like a collaboration with other artists yeah. to make that? Okay. Oh, okay. Cool. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. I did. So he's the fool and I'm the world. The first and the last major arcana in that tarot deck are okay. both of us. And then, so we open and close the major arcana, which so I thought cool. was neat. That's so sick. I'm not up to speed on my tarot decks, but that does sound really cool. And then our friend Zach, who works at Revolution right now, he did um, The Magician, which is right after The Fool. So the okay. first two cards are ours, and then the last of the Major Arcana is hers. Sweet. Wow. So there was three of us that did that. And then there's, uh, I think in the third one, I wasn't eligible to do the third one because I'd already done the first two. But in the third one, we have a couple friends doing that as well. Um, sure. Who sure. puts this together? Who says, hey, we're going to do a tarot deck. Who wants to participate? Um, do you like, know the artist? 
I mean, are these sold? Like, can yeah, you go buy these? Yeah, they're on Kickstarter. Um, well, they have their own website, too. They yeah. Oh, okay. So it's like a card company or something. No, it's another tattooer that started it. Oh, okay. I've been asking tattooers from around the world to go and do it. It's really, really cool. That yeah, is that's cool. Sick. Yeah. At the risk of pronouncing her name wrong, I think her name is uh, Jordan Lefay or something like that. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure that's it. But, yeah, she, she kind of put it together, and, you know, she just... I had an email on my inbox one day that was like, do you want to do this? And I kind of like lost it, you know, just kind of like read it and forgot about it. And then, you know, a few months later, I saw something about it. I was like, oh, I was asked to do that. Let me actually respond to her. Um, And then when I responded, she said everything was taken. But then like a couple days later, a couple artists dropped out. Mm. And she was like, here's the cards that are available. I was like, I'll take the hangman. So, but yeah, I did that one. And then not long after that, you know, she was like, if you want to do the second one, you can. And then I was like, I want to do the third one, too. And she was like, well, since you did the first two, I was like, I get it. Yeah, some other artists get in there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to do the whole deck. Um, yeah, our friend uh, Sharon, um, she works at Stagold. And then Michaela, who works at the Great Wilderness. I think they're both doing the third deck. I okay. helped Sharon a little bit with hers. I think she had... Um, remember which one she had but she had it was like four or five different women and she had them all like the same color and i was like you should should like change up the colors of the women so they're a little bit different like make one like a black girl make one like a little asian girl and it was kind of it's kind of neat like yeah. you know like collaborate with. i don't know which card she did i don't remember the card well she did sharon you said the great wilderness no, no sharon's, sharon's at the Gold, okay. and then yeah. michaela is at the great wilderness yeah we talked about that there's two stay gold locations yeah yeah okay well, there's technically three, but Mm-mm. are they own, all so owned by Matt? The, yeah. yeah. He's the, just one owner. Yeah, two one owner, two, two And there were three at one time? Yeah, he just, literally just, like, within the last couple of weeks, closed down the Mississippi location. Okay. Um, I guess having one in Fulton down south side would be a little easier to manage. Mm-hmm. One across <laughs> the state. Yeah. That also does remind me, because um, when you were asking about um, uh, tattoo shops in the southeast, um, I did mention... The lower Alabama, but and we talked about Arcadia up in Huntsville, but there's also um, it's Golden Sickle now, right? Yeah, it's Golden yeah. Sickle now. It was uh, Allegory Allegory Arts. Arts. Now it's Golden Sickle. I feel like I've heard of them. I think I yeah stumbled Eva upon some of their Ulysses. Yeah, man, he's like okay. He was like uh, wasn't Ulysses on some show, yeah, some TV show or something? Funny master. Dude, yeah. that's so wild. Yeah. His work is awesome. He's a lot of birds. Like, yeah. yeah. It's like birds. all birds. Yeah. I've got a bird on my calf that he did. Um, really? Yeah. I, I bet he's booked out like insanely. Uh, I think he's doing a lot of traveling nowadays. Really? Yeah. I don't think he really stays at the shop anymore. Um, um, it's it's run by um, our buddy Daniel and Victor. Okay. Um, and then he, just, I don't even know if he really has anything to do with that shop anymore. Really? He might, but as far as I know... He got famous, and, yeah, you know, he's just like, I'm just going to be a traveling tattoo artist. People do that, you know? They, they don't have, like, a home shop. They'll just travel, do guest spots and conventions. Sure, that's see the world, rad, do all kinds that'd of stuff. That'd be cool. Yeah, we met a guy at the first convention we went to. That That's all he does. Travel around? Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't have a home that? shop. It was uh, George. Oh, yeah, George. Yeah. Yeah, Ulysses is really good, man. Uh, oh, yeah. His stuff is awesome. Um I randomly discovered him, you know, just surfing through Instagram photos, and then he posted something. It was like a clip from the show, and I'm like, whoa, what? This dude? Um, it's pretty cool. They were telling us that uh, that was 
a miserable time. Like, really? They, they just, like, throw all the artists in this big room, like, at night, and, like, they, they, they don't have very adequate living quarters. Yeah, like, the first season or two, they actually, like, would have rooms for the artists. Actually, I think it was just the first season, because the first season they had, like, ten mm-hmm. people or something like that. So every artist, like, had a room. It was, like, two artists per room. Now it's, like, literally they line a wall with, like, cots. Oh and that's God. just where you sleep. That's what, and that's like Ink Master, yeah, the same show. Like same a, show. A well, they realize it's like, we're, we're spending way too much money on these people. Yeah. We can just cram them in a closet. It creates and, drama. Uh, and they'll, you know. Yeah, in the first season, every artist had like their own tattoo room. And now it's like this big open thing where like there's two two or three artists per station or something like that. But I bet mom and dad could tell us all about it. They're yeah, they're big yeah, in the Ink yeah. Masters and stuff. That's, there's sometimes, that's wild. There's yeah. sometimes where the camera people will like follow an artist up to the to the space where they sleep at and you can just see it's like a, it looks like prison. It's just oh, like it's a, crazy. a wall just like lined with cots. So when you guys get asked to do Ink Masters, yeah. are y'all going to say yes? And no, we, we actually have been asked. Really? Whoa. What? Okay. All right. Uh. So we got asked to go on. How did that not come up? Yeah. Uh, we, yep. got, we got asked to do the last season that they had before it got canceled. Um, that was, what was the, the category was? Um, that was Turf War. Turf War. Southeast, Northwest. So we got asked. Oh, okay. Um, we were for the South. Okay. We got asked. A friend of ours down in Mobile got asked. And. I want to say we knew a couple other Alabama tattooers that got asked, but we were just like, why the fuck are all these Alabama tattooers being asked? And I was just like, I bet it's like a regional thing, you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. South versus North or some shit like that. And then it ended up being the third It's like a better person than you, man. Sorry. Yikes. Um, <laughs> so y'all turned it down. Yeah, what was the response to no, no, that? No, no, no. They didn't necessarily turn it down. We got to the interview stage, and um, they basically, they... They send you an email and they set up a time and you do like a Zoom meeting essentially, and you talk with one of the producers and you have like a. Uh, my interview was about 35, 40 minutes long. His was five. It was seven. Um, I'll have you. Oof. Seven. <laughs> yeah. They just couldn't handle my bubbly. Tissues. I know, man. It's it's radiating. So, yeah. So um, I always said like if if they rebooted the show and they asked me to go on, I would like fake the fuck out of my personality <laughs> for the interview and then like getting on the show, I would just be like this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'd be like, I'll be in people's fucking faces. I'll throw a fucking punch if I have to and then I get on the show. And you know, you're just most mellow, dude. Like, you're I'm just like laid back. Josh, come on, man. Let's it up. Come I mean, so that's what? probably what they would do. They'd be behind the camera like, yo, we need you to like punch that dude. And I'd be like, fuck you. <laughs> What's the interview look like yeah. for Ink Masters? I, I remember one of the questions they asked me, they were like, what would you do if someone came up to you and started talking trash about you and your tattoos? I was like, I don't know, I'd probably cry. <laughs> that <laughs> was like, a that real was, question. Yeah, yeah, that was my Yeah, real so question. they just served they got a drama. Yeah, 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 that's what they want. It's, it's the, TV. Oh, it's you're going to fight everyone on the planet? Okay, yeah, we need this guy. I mean, I talked to my buddy Pony in Mobile who got asked to go on, and he's like, yeah, they're like, what if... What if someone wants to do like an alliance or like, what are you going to do? He's like, dude, I'm stabbing everybody. <laughs> but for some reason, he didn't get on. Like, he was like, dude, I was I was up there like, yeah, I'm going to get in people's faces and shit. And I don't know why he didn't fucking make it on. But like Damn, going into it, crazy. I was like, I'm pretty confident I could at least like get, you know, close to the top or maybe in the top three. And then like I saw the guy. Well, there, were te- there wasn't technically a winner because of COVID. They couldn't do the final finale. So they split the the win the win between the top three. But there's a guy that was on there named Bob Jones who oh, I was Bob just Jones. like I was like, that dude would have cool. fucking taken it one hundred percent. And if I was in that top three, he would have handed me my ass. Like Really? Yeah. 
Like that dude has some of the most solid tattooing I've ever seen in my life. Bob Jones. Yeah. Okay, I gotta check him his, out. His Instagram is bad case of purpose or a bad case of purpose or something like that. Okay. But yeah, like I, I saw like a I think it's now is he YouTube. from the south or where? No, is he? he was. Um, I want to say he was from the west. Okay, or something like that. West. It was. It was north south. Um, was it north? North south north, east south. and west. No, 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 no. It wasn't east. It was north south west and then midwest. That's right. Weirdly enough. You would think it would be all four directions, but they did West and Midwest for some reason. I want to say he was from, he was on the West team. Um, But yeah, that that dude would have crushed my ass. One of our friends was on, uh, Matt Stepley. I I say friends loosely. He's an acquaintance. He puts on Do South every year, which is a a convention that we go to. Tattoo convention. Yes, tattoo convention. Cool. Um, And he's a really, really cool dude. And he was kicked off on the first episode because his tattoo um, what, it didn't meet the requirements. It was a new school challenge, and his was more neo than new school. No, it was definitely fucking new school. Um, it was definitely neo. But they, they were like, yeah, oh, no. your lines aren't thick enough for it to be new school. Yeah, they nitpick like fucking monsters. Like was he on that episode? And yeah. then they no, were just like, you're off. Yeah, yeah no, it was okay. the first episode. They eliminated him immediately. Yeah, on some, yeah. Dang. on some bullshit. Yeah. yeah, It was definitely, his tattoo was better than, than half the people's there. It was, it was a super solid, great tattoo and he yeah. got picked off because it Which they do challenge. that shit. They play favorites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Times. I mean, it's drama TV, you know. Yeah. I mean, but still, that's cool that, you know, I don't know, that you guys got asked. That's awesome. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, I'd probably just go on there for the clout. Yeah, well, like, <laughs> we all would. And, then, yeah. and if I won, that'd be a bonus. But like, yeah. but like I'd probably make it at least three episodes in, and then get kicked off. But like, so you said that show was canceled. I wasn't aware of that. Is there another tattooing show similar that's coming around I that I, I should be aware of? I don't know that there's any like competition any tattooing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Best Ink might still be on air, but I don't know because that was just kind of like. You know, if you say Best Ink, most people are like, I never heard of it. But if you say Ink Master, like, I fucking watched that Yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, so. it's been around for a long time. Yeah. So. Um, well, that's wild. Well, uh, I'm sorry my shelf fell off the wall. I was <laughs> killing okay, you guys. It's very embarrassing. Yeah. Um, it definitely wasn't my fault. You can play that back and realize that I did not do that. No, it's, it's our fault. We just have crappy set building skills. Um, but, dude, thank you guys so much for coming. This was yep. rad. And, um, yeah, hope to have you guys back on when y'all are like, Famous and touring the world. Yeah, remember us. And uh, yeah, yeah keep will. us posted about opening the shop, man. That's that's yeah. super cool. Uh, I'll uh, I'll stay in the know. Stay posted. To... We'll we'll be posting on Instagram. Yeah. About it. But you so said like... you guys are really close to doing that. Yeah. So okay. Pretty cool. pretty close. We're closer than crossed. we were, you know, several months ago when we were like starting to. Yeah. You know, we've we've just been from person to person, building owner to building owner, and just. A lot of, there's there's still a lot of you know negative animosity towards tattooers and whatnot. Or sure, yeah, we kind of um, we talked about that with Jay and Ryan about them trying to lock in a shop. It's like they had a shop a, locked in, and then once they found out, it was uh, oh, your tattooers. No, no, yeah, no, no, no. we're very transparent when we talk to people. Like we're yeah. like, hey, look, we're opening a tattoo shop, but it's not your normal tattoo shop. Like this mm-hmm. is what we're going for. And I know they've had to hop around several times. Because they yeah. keep getting fucked out of their buildings. Like. Yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah, it's it's the whole story. <laughs> yeah, um, but I think they landed on their feet over the next to Electra and doing well. Yeah. And we still got the other half of their team. We'd like to eventually have them on here. So we listen. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, thanks again for coming on, guys. Thank you. Thank you guys. It was fun.